Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. No, I've been thinking a lot lately about work. Work? Like, uh, what you do for a job, or just, like, housework? Like, what kind of work? The kind of work that you make dollars at. Ooh, that's the best kind of work, I think, maybe. Actually, what do you think about work? I think we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I am doing well. How about you yourself, Meter? I am doing pretty decent getting caffeinated, so you'll see my energy levels start to rise as the episode progresses. Nate, it's so early in the morning, it's 9. 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, so we have two kind of different schedules. Our Saturday new work schedule. And sometimes I'm not getting back until like 6.30 and haven't eaten because fast food takes like 30 minutes to get food through fast food now. So it's now it's not fast. And it's not, they don't call it fast anyway. It, okay. They call it quick service. Quick service. And Meter is just has a crazy schedule in general, but now he's going to be doing some stuff over the weekend. So now things have gotten extra hairy. Well, I was just more making the joke that I said 9 a.m. is, like, wicked early, and most people are like, I've been up for three hours at this point. Well, okay, okay. I I don't know, though. I, there hasn't been, like, one person that I've talked to you who's like, 9 a.m., that's not early. Like, everyone thinks that's, like, way too early. <laughs> like, hey, let's hang so, out. When? 9 a.m.? Are you fucking serious? I'll be in yeah, bed. Maybe it's, maybe it's not early to, like, be awake, but I think it's early to, like, have your mind actively fun functioning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what does work mean to us? Is it cool? Uh, probably. Maybe. Probably not. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think your attitude at work is probably a little bit different than mine, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess there's like kind of two questions there. Like, what does work mean to us? What has work meant to us? And then actually let's go with a third question, uh, which I think you've touched on a couple times is uh, what should work mean to you? Okay, so t tell me, Nate, what does work mean to you? Uh, that's kind of, it's a lot hard to answer because, like, from my perspective, work is just what you do to sustain yourself and to kind of, like, like, get stuff, uh, money, but resources, gain access to things you want, and kind of, it, it's like a medium through which you can live. And I, I think it's quite analogous to just living in the woods, right? I mean, it, it's, more, it's more indirect than that because when you live in the woods, you have to source the stuff that has a direct impact on your survival, like, you know, lambs or squirrels or nuts, berries, whatever you're kind of like consuming or getting wood to build shelter. Uh, so it's a very direct sort of thing, but I don't see much of a difference between that and the modern world where I go to a job, maybe I type on a keyboard, maybe I make some coffee, who knows what, but it's, it's just more abstract in that case. I'm doing the same things to support myself as in that case, but it's just through different means. Mm, forest lambs. <laughs> forest. 
Nathan harvests forest lands for a living on a keyboard. I mean, I don't know. Work, I think, doesn't have to only be that, though, right? Like, because there's this is life, so like, it's the greatest MMORPG in the world. You can literally do anything that you want. So, I think that like you can still choose what you do for work. And I think that that has meaning and reason behind it. Mm -hmm. I, I think what it part, part of it is, is we have more choices nowadays compared to in the past of the mm -hmm. ways to sustain ourselves. So if like you were in the middle of the desert, uh, there's only a couple ways to really, you know, sustain yourself. Like you got to like uh, get some camels or I don't know, hunt some snakes. I don't know what they do in the desert, but uh, there's, there's certain means to sustain yourself there. Uh, if you're in the certain kind of forest or maybe the Amazon, like there's all these different means and you're, what you have to do to achieve that end is very direct or it, it's got some play in it, but not nearly as much as the modern world because to sustain yourself now, you can do one of a million things and you can also just make up a thing you do like, hey, you know, what I should do is like launch rockets into space and make a company around that. Like that's something you can do too. You can just make up shit and somehow that indirectly sustains you. So I think the fact that we have choice now that we're trying to find meaning in that choice where maybe in the past that wasn't the case. I, do, I think your definition of work is extremely loose. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the desert herding camels and water to survive, that's not work, that's surviving. And I think those are different, especially now that work is a completely different thing. So if I can understand this correctly, uh, survival is different than work. If you are, if it's something you absolutely, ha what would be the difference there? If it's something you absolutely have to do, then it's, then it's, it, I, I'm, try I'm trying to get distinction straight in my head. I feel like work has some and this isn't fully fleshed out like that's what we do on the shows mm -hmm. we figure it out as we go i feel like there is some sort of disconnect between work and survival like there's extra steps between the two things where one isn't the absolute direct like if you if you get in a plane crash and you're in the middle of the ocean are you now, do you now work in the ocean? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't, there's a definite disconnect there where like your job versus literally surviving. Mm -hmm. Maybe a difference there is part of the duty you have when you work somewhere or when you have work because it, it's almost like a self-imposed sort of thing. Like, I don't consider the duty to eat food. Like it's not, it, it's something I do, but it's not something like I feel like I have to do. It's just something that happens. Whereas it makes duty. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> hey, hey, everyone listening. That's officially the worst joke I've ever told. <laughs> That's the one right there. Who would have guessed it'd be a poop joke? Probably everyone. <laughs> uh, but Okay. So, so, work is a duty you take on, 
right? It's, it's like a positive sort of thing you motivate yourself to do or something. It's like a task. Whereas survival is more just kind of like, I don't want to say state of nature, but it's more like something that's kind of imposed upon you. Does that seem like an accurate distinction or is there something you would change in that? Yeah, no, it does. And I mean, maybe, you know, maybe there is overlap, but in our conversation here, I think it's, it would be too difficult to uh, progress forward and answer further questions about work. If the definition of work is that loose, we're going to have to caveat it with, well, if work was this situation, then this, and if work was this situation, then that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, let's say, you know, you live, this is very early on, you're living in just a, a small tribe or colony that, you know, there's 50 people or 20 people and you don't have, like, everybody then could have a job or could have work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because then there's multiple different things you could do. But I think if you don't have an option about, like, what you need to do or you're by yourself, I don't know that I could call that work. I th- Maybe it has something to do with the, the the serving of other people as well, the involvement of other people in some way. Yeah, yeah. you don't reap the reap the reward solely. Mm-hmm. Right, a bit of a collaboration there. Uh, what does work mean to you? Because m- maybe a good way for me to understand your perspective on this is kind of see uh, what what your perspective is. I've kind of taken. I've perverse work to a huge degree so everything i do is work but nothing is work at the same time um because i don't do anything like just like half halfway uh it's always i take it way too far take it to 11 so my actual like daily job that pays all my bills i get i do 24 7 um i'm just i always am on call pretty much but at the same time that means that i'm never technically at work so um i feel like there's there's a level of serving in in work and that's why how i turn everything into work when you say level of serving what do you mean like it's your you're uh, wanting to help other people well whether wanting or not i think is irrelevant to the point of that doing work is serving other people in some way Mm -hmm. even if you're you know on an assembly line putting in parts you're still serving the purpose of the company as a whole which is a company is just a group of people Or maybe it's all serving just the boss, just that one person. (laughs) But then that serves the public by having these products that can be sold. And And is that something you find value in, that aspect of serving, like a greater cause? Sir, I feel like serving is one of the only things with value. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I think we're a little bit different because it, it may be the showed in our personality test that we took on one mm-hmm. of our previous episodes. But for me, uh, I mean, I'm kind of ironic in some ways because I'm self-sacrificial in a lot of different ways. But in another, like, I, I don't know if I really see the value of serving people 
to be like the end in itself. Or at the very least, I can always like trace it back to myself. Like it's always about like me. And I'm not saying that in like some sort of like a, I'm a crazy narcissist sort of way, but it's, it's, I feel like I'm in a box where, you know, what matters to me is whether it gives kind of me that pleasure and happiness. And, and I, I guess it gets into like a little philosophical diatribe, but th that's just kind of how I kind of see it. I just, I don't know that pleasure and I, I don't know that pleasure is the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't feel it is. I think love maybe, but I think that the, basis of love is based around serving and i don't see sir like people are like i think a lot of people see serving is like a dirty word like you're you're beholden to somebody but i don't see it that way i see it as like an act of kindness and love to be able to give part of yourself mentally physically whatever to helping somebody else in some way mm-hmm yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because this is like kind of the discussion of uh, Doctor House from the show House MD, because uh, House he serves people and he does a lot of good objectively. Uh, he also does some bad, of course. But uh, there's a whole big question of there of if someone is dispassionate about the person, the people they're actually serving, and treats it more as like the puzzle, is that person? Is, is that person actually doing good or are they like a moral agent themselves? Like are they a positive force or a negative force or are they just neutral? Well, I mean, there's different ways to do that. Right. And he chose, we've had this discussion before. This was a very early discussion we had. <laughs> like one of the first three, I think was like about house, but he chooses, he knows he's good at solving puzzles. He chooses to use that in a way that serves people. He could solve puzzles for NASA and that's not going to serve and save lives as directly as doing it in the medical field in a, you know, one-on-one -on -one patient situation. Mm -hmm. Would you say that, or would you hypothesize that people who feel disenfranchised at work or with their current workplace that part of that might be that they are disconnected from their aspect of serving or their aspect of duty to other people? Oh man, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one of that, one of them is the, the disheartening, um, in general, I think a lot of people have lost sight of the, the pleasure of serving and of actually like like what that means and how that can be fulfilling. But I think most people leave their job, leave their boss, not their job. So I think most people who are disenfranchised just have a shitty boss. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. I, one aspect I can think of a little bit here, because maybe I'm coming to your side a little bit more, or maybe I'm just covering my own side here. But uh, I remember when I worked at... Uh, the coffee shop. Uh, I did that for a while. And one thing that kind of got me through it, and I don't think this is, uh, you know, wrong in any sort of way, but it, it's like, I kept on thinking like, you know, I'm kind of a big decider in somebody's day and I should try to make the day great because 
like the difference between a good day and a bad day could just be a nice cup of coffee. Like as stupid as that sounds, like I'm doing people a service here. And that service is giving them the morning energy or kind of fulfilling their morning routine. And if, if I can do that well, then maybe I make that person's day just a little bit less bad, or maybe even great if it's a fucking great cup of coffee. And, and so that's one thing I used to kind of frame myself there. And and that made me feel better about what I did because I like some of the, some of the aspects about making coffee and everything. Like I like, I like coffee a lot, but did that job really fulfill me exactly? I, I would say no, because I don't think it fit my brain as well, but I, I think that that aspect did get me through it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I worked at the call center, um, it was magazine retention. So a lot of people quickly got, uh, you know, disenfranchised with that because it was people calling mad because they just got charges they weren't expecting. Uh, and then our job is to try and get them to keep the magazines. But as as a, a leader in that job, I found it easier to and to try and help people by explaining like this isn't your job isn't like people are calling you with a problem you're offering them solutions like your job is to help them and part of that is through these offers that some of them will resolve the way that they want and give them additional things like this is this isn't the uh, it, it was pitching it in a way that didn't make it come across like the disgusting capitalistic bullshit that it actually was but the reality of the job was that this that no one cog in the whole machine was doing a bad thing. They were all doing a good thing and serving, and the machine as a whole was this disgusting money, money grinder. Mm-hmm. But every cog in the machine was doing a good thing in trying to be helpful to the customer. Hmm. It's like you have a giant like airship that you have a whole crew piloting, and they're doing a great job piloting it, keeping care of that ship, and they're staying afloat. But it just so happens that that airship is going to a volcano. Or maybe it's not going to volcano. Maybe, maybe it's causing other people to go into volcanoes. Like, not not quite a good analogy there, but I'm just trying to say, you have like a great machine. <laughs> you could have a great machine. That, a was great- a, that was a good one, Nate. Well thought out. I thought you were gonna say it was like slowly dropping napalm everywhere. It went. <laughs> okay. But then all of a sudden you're like, and then it drives into a volcano. Okay. Yeah, well, that didn't make you much just sense. Just want to put an airship in a volcano. <laughs> Okay, it's slowly dropping napalm. That's a better one right there. Okay, because it's you could say it's doing harm. So you can have a, a good machine that's keeping itself afloat. The people aren't doing anything wrong. But I don't know. The, the, maybe that thing's going in the wrong direction. That, that's the point. Maybe it's going in the wrong direction, but it could be going okay, in that direction. Yeah. I mean, going to a volcano would be... A, the wrong direction, but just not the right. Point. No, it's going into a volcano, Nate. <laughs> so I, I think I get disenfranchised at a, a job when, or with work when there's no predictable sort of like path forward, and 
it's kind of like you start playing out scenarios in your head and maybe part of this is that I like climbing ladders to some degree, not to a huge degree, but it, it's like at the last couple of jobs I've had or take when I was doing banking, like it, it became very clear after like a year that there was no way to get ahead in this job because like where I was, number one, not a high selling area. So hard to like get, you know, sh show off that way. I'm sure some people can, but a lot of it is honestly just like where you're located. If you're located at a place that has just high traffic or a high number of people getting sales or, or high number of people like looking for loans and stuff, then this is easier. But the other thing is like they started shutting things down. Like they got rid of all the assistant managers. Uh, they started closing branches down and then they got rid of all like the in-store branches. So just the ability to move up to like even assistant manager position, let alone manager, just became extremely difficult. And and so I really got disenfranchised with that job because I'd wanted to become a bank manager, but then it just seemed like there's no actual way to get there. And the fact that I couldn't move forward into that kind of got me just kind of like, I, I, I don't think this is the right job for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've I've been there as well. And had to kind of shift my I was pre you know my my new thought process of as long as I'm like serving people then that's really where like what I need to be doing um over the the thought and and I think over time you know if you're if you do a good job and you continue to to push yourself in that way to continue be better and better you will reap the benefits maybe it won't be at that job maybe it'll be at a different job maybe you need to need to move jobs like i've moved jobs a countless amount of times and every time i do it's a step up you know mm -hmm. and i i think a lot of people get really comfortable where they're at or they're afraid of the uncertainty but if you're willing to take all of the skills that you've learned and honed and you're willing to take a positive attitude towards uh, the idea of working in general, and you can put that towards a new position and start yourself off at a higher spot than you are currently at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you can do what I did and because took a step down, or maybe I went like lateral. Because maybe it's another thing too. Because maybe you don't. Take a step down because I was a restaurant manager, but went from that to being a banker. And in some ways, it's a step down. It's definitely less pay, but uh, it was also like uh, a lot easier of a job in a lot of respects. I didn't feel like I was dying constantly because I was getting text messages at 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's those kind of changes too. But do, do you think that part of the aspect of, of a filling job is kind of making yourself better like becoming something more um but yeah let's actually have you answer that next week because uh this episode is not running long but we don't have enough episodes right now so we're gonna split this up so next week we get the second part of this because we need to talk in the key of d instead of a minor <laughs>